Blue Tiger Revenge, brought to you by Warning, you are now entering the Blue Tiger 10, the intellectual dark web of comic book podcasting. Revenge is upon you. Hit the music. That's right, and we're back for another episode of the Revenge Tour. That's right, Blue Tiger Podcast. Revenge. Or revenge Podcast, whatever you want to call it. I don't give a shit anymore. We're back after an epic, epic last episode. Oh, my God. I am comic book creator Tag Lucia. The milkman. And with me, the milkman. And with me is the man, the myth, the heart and soul. Big Brian Bales. How's it going, Big Brian? Pretty good. So you want to hear something interesting, though? I was... Uh, um, we have the longest intro of any podcast ever. Also, you're, <laughs> and, and you're welcome. You're I welcome. It, <laughs> we just keep adding things. I keep too. adding it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was in a meeting today for work, and uh, my uh, the, the person leading the meeting said, uh, that's all I have. Does anyone have anything else? Which is always my sign off, right? And then you yeah. always say, I'm all I I was just so close. I should have I should have said I'm all out of tiger milk. Just to see how the room reacts. <laughs> that would have been great. That I know. would have been phenomenal. Missed opportunity. Wow. If I, if you go on, you know how Craigslist used to have the missed opportunity ads where you yeah. could, you could go I, I, I should recreate one and type that in. Dude, is Craigslist even still a thing? Oh yeah, oh yeah. People still post on Craigslist. Um, I don't. I don't think it's as prevalent as like. Honestly, I think Facebook Marketplace really has taken over. over. Yeah, between them and OfferUp, Craig's, Craigslist is kind of a thing of the past. Just, um, yeah. I mean, as far as uh, you know, just the ease of having their they have they, they both have good apps. You know, yeah. um, Whereas Craigslist app is uh, pretty sketch. Yeah, and Craigslist now, like, it kind of has that GeoCities kind of feel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I haven't been on there in years, but... Uh, I still peruse it. I still peruse it every once in I, a while. I, I had a... Uh, well, you remember, like, Craigslist Classified. Like, the biggest aspect of Craigslist was, like, it was used for, like, people to hook up, right? Before was, we had all the, like, the dating apps and stuff. It was the I worked best. for a guy in New Jersey, man. And he was like in his fifties and he just used it to try and hook up with like 20 oh, somethings. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you said that way too creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm living vicariously uh, through him. Yeah. No, and no, that's, that's I a would, little weird. It's really weird. Yeah. He, uh, he, so we're, uh, you know, he's my, he's supposed to be doing paperwork. He was like doing accounting and stuff, all that shit. No, and he'd be, he'd be like, Tad, come here. I need you to, I need you to look at something for me. And I'd be like, okay. So I'd walk back there and it would just be like, <sighs> I mean, cause there was no, you could post whatever. Oh yeah. oh yeah. I saw some of the most horrific shit. <laughs> I just walk into the room and I'm like, Oh, 
whoa, what is that? And he's like, what do you think? It's only like a mile away. I'm like, no, dude, that is not natural. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Did I ever uh Jersey? I don't know Jersey, if I've Jersey. I don't know if I've told this on the podcast before, but I feel like I I feel like I have. So uh, but this was like 2010. Yeah, this was 2010, right when uh right before the new uh like there was like 2011 so right before the uh Nickelodeon 2012 Ninja Turtle show uh dropped so I love how your milestones for your life are all based around like Ninja Turtle releases yes that's that is accurate <laughs> that's accurate uh so so right around when that came out uh was when uh, Playmates was dropping the new toy line and so I was at work one day and I was trying to figure out, you know, when these were going to, you know, what they look like and when they were going to drop. So uh, I get on I get on the old interwebs and I go to playmates.com. No, <laughs> and, uh, no, <laughs> it did not pop up Playmate toys. <laughs> so I had to I had to call my boss and be like, hey, listen, this so this just happened. And uh, <laughs> they all thought it was the funniest thing on the planet because I feel like I'm the only one who could have gotten away with something like that because yeah. they all, you know, they all knew me, you know, and knew what I was about. So, uh, yeah, I was, I basically had to, you know, tell my work that, uh, wasn't going six to midnight, you know, on the <laughs> clock. <laughs> Speaking of turtles, did you see the trailer for, it was released for the new Netflix movie? Oh, the rise. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, I'm not a big rise guy. It's not, not really for me. Um, How Matt, come? I um, explain. Sure. Uh, it, it's a little too. It's a little too goofy for my taste. Oh, there's the dog. Just just barking it up. And uh, you know they they just made them vastly vastly different. Um, yeah, it's like it's definitely makes you. I, I saw the watch the trailer and I was like, oh. I'm old. Yeah, it's it's for that younger audience, and uh, yeah, actually, shout out. I want to I want to shout out to uh, the Turtle Soup podcast. So if you are a Ninja Turtle fan like I am, and you're not listening to Turtle Soup podcast, you need to do it. They're awesome. But they they had a conversation about this um, in in one of the episodes uh, a while ago where they just talked about hey, and I think this is true of all fandom, and it's something that. You know, people always say, you ruined my childhood, you ruined Star Wars, you ruined this, you ruined that. No, just because something isn't for you, it doesn't take away what's come yeah. before. Like, you're always going to have, you know, the 87 cartoon or the 2003 cartoon. And they had a nice, nice discussion about that. And uh, well, we were resonated. just talking about Johnny Quest, right? Like, yeah. We love the old reruns. Like, even now, it's one of my favorite like cartoons even though i wasn't actually alive for when it was coming out well, they did the new adventures of johnny quest too i think okay. in like the 90s mm, yeah uh, <laughs> people can't see but i'm doing the like line across the throat like yeah. uh no, no, no cut no, the music cut, it, cut, cut the it, music yeah quest world Ugh, not a fan no it wasn't called the, it was called the new adventures of johnny quest yeah but their whole thing was like quest world they even did a movie i think it was a cartoon really? network uh, show, yeah. I do not remember that. It was terrible. I watched all of it. Mm. It was terrible. Um, but the original cartoon, like, there's something very special about it. And I think it was the first time 
I think it was the first besides the Flintstones. I think it was the first um, like it wasn't necessarily build towards just kids. Right. Like, you know, and um, and like I think it even had like a primetime sp- slot and everything. Anyways, though, the show's horribly racist. Yes. Um, <laughs> like it's just it's one of those where like it doesn't you'd have to it needs a big revamp sure. if you're going to redo it now. You know, sure. like it's just a product of its time. The world was very big and mysterious back then. <laughs> that's the nicest way that's, I can. That's put probably it. the nicest way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, Johnny Quest. But yeah, no, I get you. Yeah, uh, dude. Yeah, things are things need to be updated. They need to be. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to, I guess keep going. Except for Jurassic World, nobody needs that. Well, hopefully, they stop for a while. Um, ever. Uh, <laughs> But God, did you, I? Yeah, what? I have so many yeah. things. Just from a story structuring standpoint, I don't understand why with that movie. And I, I guess I'm bitching here, but I'm going to. Um, well, you're in a mood. I, you had you had some stuff happen to you recently. I did um, today. Yeah, we'll get to it during reading because it's what I was oh, reading. Oh, okay, my, okay. Yeah, yeah. It really ticked me off. If I'm being honest, but. Uh, take me off my game. Anyways, whatever. Let's get into some positive stuff. Uh, there was some, there's a lot of stuff that's happened in the, I haven't really been, I'll be honest. Um, I'm sure there'll be a lot more comic news come next weekend. Yeah. After San Just Diego, San Diego comic con's going down. Every, so everybody's kind of like someday I think, I'm going to go someday. Yeah. I could have gone this year. You I had, I had an invitation, but, uh, I didn't. Sorry, Brian. Oh, it would have been on my own dime. I just That's fair. Yeah. I, I could have been a part of a couple of things and I just I was like, nah, I mean, I I got to go to Toronto in September. So That's fair. Well, when you go, I'm I'm just I'm coming. So you get you got to you got to oh. tell them. I don't, oh. I don't travel without the king oh, of beards. Oh, wow. <laughs> then Listen, do- if my people don't come, I don't come. That's right. That's right. There oh. it is. Big Red's going to take that way out of context. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what else is new? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I need a, yeah, I need my entourage or I'm, yeah. I, I'm not, I haven't heard not from that guy in a while. I Big Red? Yeah. We haven't gotten any hate. It's been a while. We, since, since the revenge tour, he has, we haven't, I think we've only had like one call message. and that was like second episode or something, right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Where are you wow. at Big Red? I'll, I'll poke the bear. I'll see what he See if it livens up. That disgusting, sweaty creature. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe COVID hit him a little harder than we thought. He's going to come back and just be this like wonderful, like sweet human being. I don't buy it. No. I'll even, I, I, you know what? I'll even hear from Mrs. Big Red, either one of them. That's right. He did prove there is a Mrs. He did prove there was a Mrs. (laughs) Um, But yeah, anyways. So comic stuff, I'm sure next next week will be a shit ton of news. You just know it because it's just yeah. it's been too quiet. I think we do and we'll a, have all the Eisner announcements. Yeah, I think we do a big so, SDCC coverage thing, and you know, we I'm can, gonna say, I'm, that's all you meant. Like, yeah, I'll pop you, the news off. The main man I'll, for that. I'll pop the news off. So yeah, you follow that stuff way better than I do. I'm, I do. Ooh. I do. At least the stuff that's interesting. So yeah, I'm too close to the fire. I think a lot of shit. That's fair. Yeah, I will say this. I I got my fingers crossed for David Bram. I want I want old Dave to yes. 
Yeah, my fellow I, Alaskan comic book. I want I want a Blue Tiger revenge just sweep in the Eisners. So Wow. Everyone For what? Uh, no, I'm just saying every every guest who's nominated, I want them all to win. So that oh, way okay. I like how know. we're piggybacking. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, like look at that. Look at that. We picked like <laughs> look at this. We ensemble. only pick we pick Eisner winners, so let's go. That's right. You haven't seen this much talent since the revival of the Heart Foundation. All right. So just <laughs> like wow. <laughs> 1997. All right. Uh, let's just start off with the biggest, the best. Well, it was pretty great. It was all pretty good. But the new Thor movie came out, Thor Love and Thunder. And, and spoilers and, heavy. So skip ahead 10 minutes if you haven't seen the movie yet. Let's. I'm going to say skip ahead 15 minutes because okay. Bry's going to go off. Uh, starting now. All right. Bry, what did you think of the movie? I I loved it. I it was my I I think it's my favorite Thor movie. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm going there. I'm going there. And the, the here's my here's my reason. So, yeah, I need to know why. Why is it your favorite? I now I loved Ragnarok, but some there was some parts it took in, you a while to come around. It took yeah. me a while to come around, but I came around. I think it's a great I think it's a great movie. Um mm-hmm. but one of the reasons I liked Love and Thunder was that there was a couple of like really serious moments in the movie and they didn't undercut it with like humor. And they yeah. did that in Ragnarok. That was like the one thing I, I still don't necessarily like about Ragnarok. Um, Which part in Ragnarok? Did- so when, uh, when Banner turns back into Hulk and it's a big moment and he's basically like, I don't know if I'm going to return. I don't know if I'm going to be able to be Bruce Banner again. Like if I change into Hulk, but so he essentially is. When was this? This was at the end of the film when he um, fights the wolf. Yeah. And when they, when he jumps out of the plane, out of the ship. Oh, that was one of the best gags in the thing though. I hated that. I hated that (laughs) gag. I thought it flat lines. Yes. I thought it, I thought it undercut like a really, a really great moment of like self-sacrifice from him. Because he See, didn't, I didn't get that. Really? I, I didn't go back. I, go I, back I've, and I've watch seen it. the movie several times at this point because that's one of the only Marvel movies that yeah. uh, I would, I would, I would tell you to go back and watch it because he I'll talks watch that about because yeah. I don't remember him think, saying anything like yeah. that. I just remember him like, "I'll show you my secret." Like it was like his way to impress Valkyrie. Like you know what I mean? Oh and no, then not at it all. Was flat it was a, it was a scene. He he basically had said, "If I turn back into Hulk." I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'll I could, be able to. I'll be honest. Back. I completely missed that entire aspect yeah. of the story. Yeah. And I didn't think it was. Uh, honestly, I didn't take the banner line. Uh, the the whole banner story arc. I thought it was nothing but comedy. Like there's nothing about it that I took as being serious I, well, about I think, his, I think his a lot of presence. It, I think a lot of it was comedy, but uh, I mean the undertone of that was that he had been Hulk the entire time and he hadn't changed back into Banner. And so he didn't yeah. know if he would ever I be guess, able to return. I guess, they, yeah, I, I guess it just didn't really stick in my head because they didn't. Yeah. Um, there was no like, it wasn't like in this movie with Natalie Portman when she, you finally see her drop the hammer and she yeah. turns back to herself. And willingly. her moment, her and moment of sacrifice, they didn't undercut it. And uh, no, that was the one thing I would say about this movie is I think out of all the Marvel movies. It had the most real emotional consequences. Yes. With, if you take fandom out of it, yeah, where like 
is it was probably one of the few Marvel movies that actually had I would say just few superhero movies that actually like you could tear up. I teared it, up know. so many times in that movie. Now I will say this: it wasn't my favorite Thor. Was, I I liked Ragnarok better. Sure, and I, I'll I say this: why. they're both great. They're both good, and this is why I'll say why. Is I felt the humor didn't stick, and it wasn't Agreed. Thor. It was kind of uh, what's her name, uh, Portman. Yeah, like they tried to like make her kind of like oh yeah, and it just it didn't work. I, it didn't work. It, it, I agree. I don't know what it was, but like even uh, old Doctor Wife, she came at him. She's like, I like the movie, but some of the comedy stuff with Jane just didn't stick, and I don't know. It just came off as weird. Like they were really pushing it. They were, I think and I was like, God, I was kind of thinking that when I was watching the movie, but yeah. I was like, everything looks so great. Fucking Christian Bale was like, Oh, oh my God, damn. he was. He was the anytime he was you know on what? scene was just amazing. See, I thought his story arc was more emotional than actually Jane's. I agree because he was kind of like Thanos, but you know that thing we talk about all the time about like what makes a good villain is like their actions are justified. Yeah, in some sense of way, his were really justified because if you look at any mythology, any religion, even if I sorry folks, even if you're Christian, go back and read Genesis. It's been wiped <laughs> out a couple times. Yeah, no, I Start totally agree, clean. and I think I think my issue with uh, uh, listen, I thought Natalie Portman coming back was awesome. I thought she did a great. Was, I thought she did a great job. I loved her yeah. as the mighty Thor. Um, I just would have, but I, she just she she just went from it had been ten years since she's been in a Thor movie from, and then and then it was like okay now I'm gonna be funny, but like they could have I don't know when she I wasn't like, funny in the original I felt like uh, how am I trying to say this like there, there's a sort of like a self deprecating humor you know that you can have that I thought that might have been there like hey I'm dying I'm gonna make a joke of it. But that really it, wasn't. Well, they're it. not going to do that. They're not. But that was, that. And, and that wasn't it, though, either. That wasn't the kind of jokes. And I think that that would have landed better, at least for me. Um, yeah, they kind of tried to give her the same kind of humorous role as as Thor, and it didn't and work. The reason why it didn't work, and this is for, not my. I, I didn't say. I didn't come to this conclusion. It was all Doctor Wife. She was saying like, how long and how many movies did it take for someone like Hemsworth? And all of Marvel to kind of come around. It's like, oh, he's eight. This is what his ninth movie, eight yeah. film, yeah, something like that. Four Avengers movies, four Thor movies. So, and then people forget he had that whole YouTube thing that they did with yeah. him and Gary. Was yeah. it Gary in the yeah. apartment? Yeah, which was great. And that was when Thor really kind of, I think, became yeah. funny and interesting because he wasn't really that funny in like the Dark World or any of that. He no. was just arrogant and kind of dumb. Yeah, but, um. Yeah, and I almost wish they would have just played Portman as just like kind of a little bit more serious, more straight edge. I think it would have worked a little bit better, like because the stakes were just so much higher for her. Yeah, but yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, Christian Bale, I, I, he totally he crushed, he, dude. He made the movie. It might that might be my favorite villain out oh, of all yeah. the Marvel villains. I would, I would, I would think I agree. He was yeah, just, and he, he was, was scary, like but creepy. He was charismatic he was believable yeah. he was just all of those things especially the one. way they opened the film oh with him you're yes. like this is a marvel movie holy shit this yeah. is so sad like yeah it was it was gut-wrenching yeah. yeah 
I think, and I also think the movie did not end the way that I thought it was going to end. Now, see, I, this is why when I saw the ending, I was like, this is going to be Brad's favorite movie. I thought you were just going to lose your shit for. I oh, I loved it. Yeah. And I, I, we did too. I'm, Here's I'll be honest. I, I thought, thought it was, was going to end with Thor going into the eternity and saving Jane. See, that's what we kind of thought. And I, Dr. Wife did point out, she's like, well, when Gore got there, they were all there. Couldn't. So there was only one wish. Right. And I was like, Oh, that's a good point. They never really clarified. It's like no, she's they like, didn't. You could have just. Well, he was the first just... person in there, so it was the first person in gets the gets the wish. Yeah, but they didn't really, you know, like they didn't really clarify. But you just kind of assumed, yeah. you know, like the first person yeah. made contact with this being. And, and I was... liked, I liked that he, in his own way, kind of redeemed himself. Um, they all redeemed themselves, like with yeah. Thor giving. Oh, here's a big spoiler. Plug ears, folks. With Thor giving the decision to Gore yeah. to either wipe out all the gods or, yeah. you know, give his daughter, like his daughter a second chance at life. Yeah. But then trusting the gods again to like, I, it, it was, a, it was a, a huge growth moment. I felt for all the characters, totally. like Natalie Portman's character, Thor's character. Cause like, I don't know, it was, and it tied into the title, which the Marvel movies don't normally do very well. Yeah. None, no movies, the superhero movies really do. No, you know? no. They, they force it. Like at some point, the, you know, the rock at some point is going to be like Black Adam. Oh, yeah. That's me. You know, like totally. say the title of the movie and like, you're going to be like, oh, Jesus, this is so crazy. <laughs> um, which, by the way, Dr. Wife saw the trailer for that finally. And she was like, what the fuck is this? I'm, I'm excited. And for I go, it. well, he's supposed to be a bad guy. And she was like, well, then why didn't they make him a bad guy? Like when he like fights Superman, I was like, thank you. That's what we've you. all been saying. Someone who doesn't watch or read any of this crap. Yeah. And she gets that was it. her first. Cause I was like, yeah, she, he's supposed to be kind of like the ultimate, like he's like part wizard, part Superman's in his, in his sense. And he's like, you know, thousands of years. Yeah. Old. Yeah. And usually Superman has to like get other characters to help him beat this character. Yeah. She was like, okay, so he could be like the next Thanos essentially. I'm like, yeah. And she's like, but then why is he a hero? They're really, because it's the like, rock. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the movie will have some cool elements. But I think they're going to, I think they're going to tank it because of that. I agree. Um, but back to Thor. Thor. Tell me. So some of my favorite, I'm going to tell you some of my favorite moments in the film. All right. Okay. Uh, when he gives his power to the little kids, loved it. That was so okay. great. That was so okay. great. We were going to differ on some things here. <laughs> okay. You hated that scene, huh? Um, I loved it. It, it was cool. Well, it's also the, think of it this way too. It's the, an, uh, antithesis of being a God. Gods don't share their powers. Right. I yeah, mean, if you yeah, look yeah. at the beginning of the film when he was like, help us. And he was like, fuck you, you know, but yeah, Thor, like the whole yeah. growth. Um, yeah. I really love I mean, that part. I mean, those kids were all the Norse mythology. There's tons of gods in there, right? There's like a pantheon yeah. of gods. Right. So all those kids were like partial gods as is, or I don't know which, I don't some even know. Them, that's not called. all of them, but some of them were. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. Um, like I just I wasn't big on the whole. Uh, I get why they did it, and people are gonna love it. I just uh, the whole ki- 
the kids here's my here's my only thing problem with the movie was the kid thing once didn't really it only served a purpose when they were bait to get Thor to come to Gore. Sure. And then after Gore had the the axe, I didn't understand why even bother keeping the kid like he kept the kids around and he brought them with him. And so I just I didn't understand that. It didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Because he didn't need Thor. He didn't if anything, it was just he already had what he needed. He had the axe. So I think at that point, after he got Thor's axe, sorry guys, um, they could have maybe done away with the kids. Like sure. Thor just took the kids back to Asgard, you know, or sure. something like that. But, um, I get that. I get that. It, it just, it didn't make sense. You know, it was just, it was like, if I had to nitpick, that would be the one hole where I'm like, why are the kids? And they kept the kids in there because then, uh, you know, for, so Thor could bestow his God. God he could, you know, cause he's essentially Zeus now, right? He's the, yeah. so he could, you know, give them God, godly powers, bestow the power of Mjolnir on the kids. Right. Which was cool. Um, yeah, but there, a lot of that kind of stuff. It got, it gets kind of weirdly weird and confusing. Yeah. Um, you know who was great though? You know what my favorite part was? Zeus, Zeus. baby. <laughs> Zeus was hilarious. That was great. And, and your wife I, did not know that was Russell Crowe. Really? She's like, who? Yeah, afterwards, she's like, yeah, I like Zeus. Who was that? I was like, that was Russell Crowe. She goes, Gladiator? I go, yeah. She goes, oof. I go, it's been like 25 well, years. And Cut us some slack. Also, and they had said, hey, we need you plump for this role. So, I mean, he was already kind of a like a hefty guy. Yeah. I, and he's like, how old is he now? He's, he's in his, his 50s. Life. Yeah. I mean, he probably didn't have to do much. It was just yeah. like. Okay, I'm not gonna wear a baggy shirt. I'll just <laughs> right, right, right. You know what though? He was great. He was he was so great. Funny. And and it was like, I loved how it, it it was basically like a combination of you don't meet your heroes and like gods are shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, it had a kind of an undertone about. I thought. Um, like almost like socioeconomics. Totally. About like it, it really had a nice little undertone we're, about people we're, who were rich. We don't give a shit about anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And how many people like the like like the Greek gods, right? They're born into it, right? They yep. didn't yep. earn it essentially. They were born into it. But the way they present themselves, especially now that they've been all around forever, is that like they're smart, they're better, they've earned this right to be here. Yeah. Even though all it is is they just luck of the draw man yep. you know what i mean they just showed up and got and like i think for a lot of people especially today it's very frustrating that that's the reality of the world mm -hmm. but especially when you can see it on like instagram and shit now you know you see it in instagram you see it in business you see it in politics you see it pretty much in every everywhere it's everywhere yeah. um and i thought the action was really great action was top notch uh throughout the oh. whole film um, yeah. Also, those post-credit scenes with uh, 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 Hercules—that was great. He had Roy Kent from Ted Lasso as Hercules. Loved that. Now, see, I didn't know him. Yeah, he's, and it was just such a quick shot. You didn't really see much of him. It was just a quick, a real quick. Yeah. Anyone who's uh, seen Ted Lasso up, knows who he is. Yeah, and I looked him up online because everyone was like, "Oh, the dude from Ted Lasso," and I was like, "Okay." And he like he's so funny. I think he looks the part. They're gonna have to beef him the fuck up though, man. Like this Ted, Ted Lasso, he's a skinny dude. Well, yeah, he's a soccer player. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah I just they'll, mean like, they'll give him those uh, those good supplements and and cast small people around him and. Uh, yeah, because you need. I mean, I don't know if he's tall or not, but I don't I know mean, if he's gonna. I'll be curious to see if they actually do anything with him in the next Thor movie. If they do another Thor, I don't know. Well, they said Thor will return at the end credits. So, who's Thor though now? It's still Hemsworth. He's got, Mjolnir, it, he's got Mjolnir back. Daughter. He's got Mjolnir back, and she had Stormbreaker. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, who knows? You know, how many of those after credit things have never played out? Sure. You know, like if the they Guardians. Do, if they Adam, do, it'll be the thing where two heroes fight and then they team up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or he'll show up maybe in a couple movies down the road. Yeah. Some like Avengers thing or whatever. Yeah, because Hercules, the, the Marvel's Hercules was in the Avengers for a long time. So, uh, yeah, I could yeah. see that. I could see that happening. And I then think he was originally a. I think he originally fought Thor or something like that, I, right? I, I wouldn't doubt it. I don't. Rem- I don't know. Like that. Um, and then I thought like the the post post credit scene was really was really nice. I thought that was a really nice send off for uh, Jane Foster Corp. as well as uh, Heimdall. It, any anytime Idris Elba's on screen, I'm a happy guy. Uh, yeah, that was cool. Like they did Welcome a lot of that. It like they did that a lot great. of that kind of stuff. Yeah. We even got Sif, and we haven't seen her since what Dark Realm, the what, Dark Thor, World. Dark Realm. Yeah. What was it called? The Dark World. Dark World. Yeah, like that was really cool. Like. Because, again, Dr. Ruff was like, who's that? And I was like, remember from the first two Thor movies? She's like, oh, God, yeah. Yeah. I forgot was about nice. her. She it was Because, cool. like, she was, like, one of the kind of focuses in the yep. second movie. Yep. And so that was kind of cool. Um, yeah, no, overall, it was a really enjoyable experience. Now, let me ask you this. Hey, I'm going I'm to ask. I asked the hard questions on this show. Okay. <laughs> was that was that really Hemsworth's ass, or do you think it was a body double? Oh, dude, that's totally Hemsworth. <laughs> It's totally his. I was digging that all the way. He looked great. He did look great. I he, love the Loki tattoo, too. That shit was hilarious. You weren't looking at the tattoo. <laughs> That's fair. You're looking at that lower back going, He wow. does squats. That's, that know. guy does a lot of squats. Uh, Lunges. Yeah. He does it all. Sprints. Yep. All of it. Yep. Yep. Well done. Yeah. So really, really fun movie. Um, I would give it... You know what? Oh wait, you, you left. You lost something. You lost what something did I leave out? out? Tessa Thompson. The goats, man. Oh, the goats. Ah! <laughs> yes, <laughs> the goats were awesome. <laughs> oh, as you can guess, Doctor White. That was those were her favorite characters. I believe it. Oh, yeah, I believe it. Also, at what te- point didn't they? Tessa Thompson. Them? Oh man, fantastic. Uh, Valkyrie. Oh yeah. Well. You knew she was gonna be great. Yeah, always. Yeah, I, I, the only I'm trying to think. There was something that I wish they would have done more with, but they didn't, and I can't remember what it was. Mm. I was gonna say something. Well, oh, that, that, like go ahead. Loki. I wish I was. I, I was hoping they were have some kind of reference to Loki or something besides the tattoo. Yeah, but. We didn't get anything. And that, that kind of leads into the next thing, because I think it was uh, in the last couple of days, people, a lot, a, some of the stuff that was shown in the trailer wasn't in the film. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. There were. Which uh, stuff? Oh, I'm, like there was. But Marvel st- always does that. They do that to, to so people can't, or second guessing what the story, because, you know, like they're so buttoned up with like their leaks and stuff. Yeah. People were wanting more. Well, I guess it was one of the short. It was one of the shorter Marvel movies too, so people were 
saying, hey, why don't you give us a director's cut with some of these scenes that you cut out? Right. See, and that so, kills me because I thought it was perfect. Like we're in and out in a tight like hour 30 or whatever it, it was. was. Two hours. It was two hours. Was it? Oh, wow. It seemed longer than I thought. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It, it, was but it was it was one of the shorter ones. And so huh. folks were, you know, saying they wanted to see him do a director's cut. And Taika Waititi <sighs> was like, director's cuts suck. Uh, I hate director's cuts, which I think that was an interesting thing to say. I'll be honest. I agree with those usually. Like, I, as much as I want to be in director's cuts, it's only the movies that are, like, really close to my heart that I'll watch them. And it's just because I want more of the characters and stuff. But well, for the most people, part, that's what people were wanting. And and, and, and yeah. for a guy who says director cuts suck, all right, I've 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 got a list of some great director's, director's cuts. cuts. All right. Now, I hope you're going to be able to say how much they've actually extend the run time because of the director's cut. Okay, how about the the Lord of the Rings trilogy, the extended editions? Dude, I couldn't even get through the normal. You're Lord out of your of the mind. Rings, I'll be honest. You're crazy. I never finished the last one. I fell asleep oh, every time I tried so, to watch I it. I watch them every year. I watch them every year. The extended cuts. Yeah. Gee, aren't the extended cuts like three hours long? Uh, over three hours long. Yeah. Yeah. They're two hundred and eight minutes, two hundred and twenty-six minutes, and two hundred and fifty-two minutes. Did you ever try and watch the King Kong a director's cut? I have not seen the they King have, Kong director's it's cut. It's all on the island. Okay. And so there's all like monsters and stuff, but it's not like a lot of the CGI is not polished because it's you know it's kind of like somewhat not unfinished, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like it's. I would and I so would say you know in director's cuts, uh, when director's cuts are good is when you have, you know somebody, basically the studio saying cut this down we don't care how and then sure. it, and then it takes away from some of the plot. I think Lord of the Rings it brings brought in more of the books backstories and stuff like that. Um, Kingdom of Heaven I don't know if you ever saw that 2005 Ridley Scott. It was uh, Orlando Bloom, Liam, uh, Liam Neeson, phenomenal. Uh, it was like a Kingdom of Heaven. It was what, a type, movie about the Crusades. It's about a movie about the Crusades. I never saw that. Oh, huh. the, the the theatrical release terrible. The the director's cut. They add in so much more of the plot. Um, Superman two was a great example of a really of Superman a, two. Yeah, like with Christopher Reeves. Yep. Oh. Yep. And he. Because, like, really, uh, after the first one, they kind of start doing the whole, like, kind of Jaws thing where each movie gets worse and worse. Superman 2 is the, sta- is the gold standard, and it's the director's cut that is the gold standard of Superman Is that movies. this one with Zod, right? Yes. Okay. I Yeah, I'll take a director's cut of that because that's yeah. pretty epic. Uh, let's see here. I got a couple other ones on here. There's a, there's a bunch, but I'll, you know, I'll, there's I'll, no like Scorsese I'll, director's cuts or anything like that. Like, well, uh, I mean, like what's the stuff Scorsese? you're you're saying, I mean, they're like good films, but I was expecting uh, like aliens or something aliens like that. Aliens is another thing. one. Yes. Aliens is another one. The director's okay. cut. Um, the f- alien or aliens? Aliens. Oh, interesting. See, I would rather watch a director's cut of alien yeah. just cause I think the it's Shining. a better movie. The Shining. Like, there's a direct the director's cut of The Shining. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Let's see what else do I got. I like here? Kubrick, but like The Shining's like probably one of my least favorite Kubrick films. Sure. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got here. We've got. Uh, well, I think the director's cut of X Men: Days of Future Past. 
is much better what? than the theatrical release. Is that, re- is that the release. first one? That is the second of the Michael Fassbender, James McAvoy, where they go with Wolverine in it. Um, there's there's a whole sequence with Rogue that got completely cut out of the theatrical release. And uh, you- yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess my question with a lot of like these th- these extended cuts is like, especially like, X Men's a great example, right? Um, are they just cutting out? quick scenes that no. aren't necessarily essential to the plot or are they cutting out scenes that just give you more no, of a certain so, character? So the rogue cut, there's a whole sequence of how the Sentinels are getting their power and it's from rogue. And so they have to go and rescue it. It, it was like, so it made it a lot more than just, they were being, they were built. Yes. yes. Okay. So rogue is being used as like a power source. source. Point. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So I would, I would disagree. And look at that. I, I used all non Zack Snyder references. If you would have said Zack Snyder, I would have been like, cut, the, cut the feed. This over. No. <laughs> Episode over. No. Yeah, but I, so no. I, I disagree with that statement. And honestly, in, in my opinion, that came off uh, a little... Uh, a little arrogant because I think it's, that the I think you need to slow your roll with old uh, what's his name because he he gets asked all kinds of weird questions. If you watch his delivery, he's just trolling on everything. Like he sure. doesn't care. No, I, but he's I, the type of you know like I, I get I get the feeling like he doesn't give a shit about any of that crap. He just wants to make cool movies. But and like this is the movie he wanted to make. This was a I think that this was also a compliment. Like hey, we loved these characters so much. Like people were saying sure. we want more gore. Like give us a cut with more gore. Give us sure. you know. And so now uh, I would also say, is that what you want though? You I th- want people, you want level. the movie to end with everybody wanting to live in that world that you've created because they yeah. enjoyed it so much. And that's it. You've, you've accomplished your goal. On some level, I think. But uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like the fan of me. Yes. Do I wish like, I'll be honest. Give me a three hour director's cut from the first Jurassic Park. But it's all before everybody came to the island. Everything was working fine. Just maintenance workers walking Fuck, around. That doing would be awesome. I'd be that would be fucking that. awesome. And yeah. like no drama, just them. Just you get an hour of just seeing how the park actually runs, feeding, all that kind of stuff. That would be sick, right? Yeah. It doesn't exist though. Like no. You know, like most of those older films, there isn't like a director's cut is literally like three extra minutes, four extra because right. it was all done on right. film. So it's like right. Or now you know they film thousands and thousands of hours because it's all digital yeah and then they just go through and just pick what they want yeah. you know essentially um which is cool but it makes it so that you know you can have a four-hour movie out of from an hour and a half right right <laughs> you know yeah and i i don't know i i think I, there there there's a you th- can this find a happy medium. i think a director's cut's probably great if it was the studio's decision to edit the director's vision. I like that. I like that. If, if it's the direct, if like I'm guessing for Thor, this is what he wanted to make. This was his story in its totality. So when someone goes, oh, are we going to get director's cut? He's like, no, this is what I made you. Here is the meal I've I've sure. prepared for you. Fucking eat it and like it. If you don't but like it, also, great. If you don't. I don't think we'll ever know. You, you never, you, you know, it's hard no. to know, you know, what... It, it, very few examples do we get of you know people actually coming out and saying 
yeah, the studio fucked us, um, you know, because they want to continue to work. And how true is that, too? Sure. You know what I mean? Like, sure. It's, you know, all of that type of stuff. I I don't know. I, I you know, everything has its some things are great. I mean, how many times have we seen director's cuts where you get them and you're like, what was the point of this? Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, oh, there was remember the bathroom scene where they're having that conversation. Well, it's 10 minutes longer now. And you're like, <laughs> what? Why? Yeah. Well, we get to see we get to see Johnny Depp brush his teeth. OK, who gives a shit? <laughs> That's true. That is true. Yeah. I think that there's I yeah I would I actually agree with that I think that's a that's a solid that's a solid take on that but I'm just saying I think it's really the only take you can like, not honest all take, not all directors cuts are bad no no uh, no and he was probably just being a probably trolling you're right he was probably trolling yeah a go bit. go watch any interview with him anytime he gets a dumb like not dumb question but like kind of a question that's you can tell it's by somebody who's not in filmmaking or storytelling or anything. They're just like, Oh, you know, what is your favorite Marvel superhero? And he's like, I don't, I don't know. Four. Sure. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's just one of those, like, well, I think I the re the reason he was asked that question is because there's been a ton of talk about it. So they were trying to, you know, gauge. well, and let's be honest, you brought up Zack Snyder ever since the Zack Snyder thing went down. Yeah. That is a conversation every filmmaker is going to have, especially in the superhero genre. Yeah, and especially the super the 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 director. You've noticed how many directors have we seen come out that had superhero movies that were just that either bombed or were terrible, and they're like, "Well, if you saw the director's cut, it's way better." Sure. Like it's a yeah, but like, what's his? I can never remember his name. What's the director's name for Thor? Oh, Taika Waititi. I think yeah, that's how you it. pronounce it. I think that's how he's yeah, Taika yeah. Waititi. He doesn't need, need that. You know yeah. what I mean? He made a wonderful movie that's a, a lot movie. of fun and super enjoyable. And Thor. I think it will – it'll be one of those few superhero movies that will last – not the test of time, but it'll have a rewatchability for extended years. Where like you can't – it's really hard to go back and watch some of the old superhero well, movies from like 20 years ago. And I actually have an interesting take. Well, first of all, let me say I give it four and a half beards. Wow. I thought it was your fate. I thought you liked it better than Ragnarok. I do. I do. Wasn't Ragnarok four and a half? I don't know. I don't remember. Roll uh, the I tape. Thought it would be, I thought you were going to give it five beards. Uh, five beards is hard. That's, that's, it's so tough to. One man. Z. No. And that's it. No. No, 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 no. I, hey, as a, even as a fan, I recognize that there are flaws. But I think that this brings an interesting, uh, interesting piece. So when you look at sure. like. You look at Ragnarok, okay? Uh, okay. It's got, I think the the Rotten Tomatoes on the critic side, and I don't I don't necessarily play much into Rotten Tomatoes, but I do find it interesting that it's in the nineties for uh, actually I'm gonna look it up right now for for critics, right? The critics give it have it in the upper or mid mid to up upper ninety percent, and then but the audience score is like in the forties or fifties. Well, think about it though. Think about think about how many people are going to hate the fact that it's shitting on religion. The, I mean, the movie, like the entire the antithesis of the character is to kill gods. Or is that right? Yeah. Yeah. They say that right. Like the whole purpose okay, of the audience of score gore is, is. Oh, okay. Okay, never mind. It's uh, it's flip flopped. Right. So the audience score. Is eighty one percent in the tomato. The critic score is sixty seven percent. 
It's pretty. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's lower I mean, than than Love and Thunder, but um, I, yeah. I mean, but like you know, you're gonna have a lot of critics that are gonna look at it, and they're. I mean, like I, I, I just I watch it just for fun, and there were some obvious holes that I pointed out. Uh, absolutely. It, it didn't. It didn't like take away from the film that much. You didn't. They weren't really noticeable, but they were there. Like if you, yeah. you know, like yeah, they were there. Like the kids really after. After the whole like, How dare you? The kids were amazing. I cried. Yeah, th- their entire purpose was to for bait, though. After yeah. the after yeah. they failed their mission, essentially, and Gore got what he wanted, the kids served zero purposes except to have a cool slow motion, like lightning show at the at the end, which was very awesome and fun. But and the, well, and then you have another show, right? So uh, I told you about I watched uh, the Terminal List, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so that's we're just riding. We're just talking all movies today, aren't we? Oh, this is a TV show, but yeah, we're we're going okay. on the we're going on the pop culture uh, zeitgeist train today. Um, we're taking a uh, we're taking a trip. Uh, sounds like we're in the trailer park, my friend. Well, we're in the movie. We're in the show park and movie park because we're not talking about trailers. We're talking about that's true. We're talking about movies and shows. Um, but the terminal list is the new. Uh, it's based off of a book uh, written by a former Navy SEAL. Uh, okay. starring Chris Pratt, which is just oh, getting, he's getting Pratt's everywhere these days. He is, um, which got dragged by critics on Rotten Tomatoes. It's at 43%. Audience score is 94%. So people are loving it, but critics are, you know, just dragging it. Uh, I'll be honest. I don't, I don't normally watch those kind of films. Um, it's a show. Or shows. I don't yeah. normally watch uh, those kind of shows, so this is going to have to be kind of. I know you watched it. I did, um, and I know you didn't like it. So I, tell me. So actually, overall, I thought it was really well done, but okay. there was a there was a couple of scenes that were that that like take you out of it for a minute, right? So was it was it kind of one of those? I, let me guess. Let me guess. It was kind of beating the viewer over the head of like. They're patriots. Yes. Yeah. Like it kind of, it's where like all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm watching a propaganda. Yes. Like it kind of went into that. Yeah. Zone. There's a scene where, where, where Pratt's character murders a guy uh, in, <laughs> in his apartment building in the middle of the night. Does he murder him or is that like, was that part of his mission? It was part of his mission, but. Okay. He, so we'll he, just say he, he carried out his he mission. Carried out his mission, killed the dude in an apartment in San Diego. Um, okay. And as he's he like a at, spy or something. No, he was a, he's a former or he's a Navy SEAL whose team gets murdered and uh the who's the guy he was murdering or ch- uh, killing it, he was killing a, a corrupt federal agent who was okay, part of for the, cop- the u.s government no he went rogue oh so they're doing like a jason Bourne type thing kind of kind of okay yeah okay but the interesting God, people love that shit don't it, they well uh, one of the things i liked about it was that he also like you you find out he has brain tumors and so he doesn't know if he's like what he's remembering is real or not real. Um, oh, that's interesting. Oh, ah, it's like Rambo with like, like a, a with a, like a brain disorder. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And, or I should uh, say first blood, but with, yeah. And so there, the scene as he's sneaking out of the apartment, he likes, st- after he kills a dude, he like stops for like five to 10 seconds to look at the American flag before he walks away and I'm just, in the apartment or outside the apartment in the com- in the like middle of the apartment complex. And I'm just like, bro, you just killed okay, the guy. I could see now, now as, as if, if it were me, like if I was storyboarding it, 
I think it would be great to have the flag in there because you've got some like symbols, absolutely awesome symbols going on. But having the character stop and like stare at it, like just one shade shy of saluting it, yes, is just so. It was a little over the top, and it pulls you out. It's like have some faith in your audience. They're not fucking dumb. Thank you. They're not dumb. Like especially um, who are the people that are watching the show? Most of them, right? People like action here movies. Yeah, Americans. Yeah, and then I'm guessing a ton of military people. Yeah, right. So yeah. like they're gonna already understand that like this guy's doing the thing that so many of them have probably been aware of or have seen like cor- corruption. Yeah, but we're unable to do anything about it. And yeah. then this show does that because then also if he just stares at it and it's a or he looks at it, I don't know. I think there you can do a scene where he like just kind of takes like he's looking at it as he continues to walk, but like yeah. like stopping for an almost salute was like okay, buddy. Like we can, can I tell can I tell a quick personal story about that? Okay, about that scene. Okay, so my my grandfather he was in the Pacific Front mm-hmm. for World War Two, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and you know came back whatever, but like. Through shape or form. And then my dad was a Green Beret yep. in Vietnam. Okay. So when my dad got drafted back in like, oh, it would have been like 69, 68, right? Uh, my dad was like, why? And his dad was like, because this is what you do. This right. is your duty, right? right. So huge, massive fight, apparently. I obviously wasn't born. It was 1969. I wasn't there. But huge fight, right? Mass, a lot of confliction. My dad came back totally fucked up, you know, just a mess from whatever he saw over there. Yeah. The issue was kind of dropped. The only thing he held on to was his American flag because, you know, they give you American yeah. flag at the time. The issue, he gave it to his dad. And so his dad, raging alcoholic, all that kind of stuff, like, sorry, Mac, sorry, grandpa, like, but you were. Yeah, apparently you're not a nice guy. <laughs> Anyways, he lived a town over. And the rule was we would only come and visit him, which was just me and my dad. Yeah. If he didn't drink, that's how severed the relationship was, right? It was tense. Yeah. But that American flag that my dad had given his dad was in the courtyard that we had to walk through to go to his apartment. He'd strung it up oh, on cool. the flagpole. Yeah. But then my dad would come when we'd go visit him. If you think about like he would point it out like, oh, yeah, that was the flag I got. But he would never like it wasn't like how look at how great that is. Yeah. It was a lot of confliction because sure he got sent basically got as a 19 year old kid, 18 year old kid thrown into a meat grinder for we still it's debatable. Why? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's 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 different now. You know, a lot of. Yeah. Much different. I'm just saying is like. There, I guess like that scene you just described, I got to see like once a month on, uh, on a, I don't know, random Friday or Wednesday, but it wasn't under the same context. It was the context that we were saying, like it should have been is we didn't stop and stare at the flag is we would walk through. I thought it was cool because that was like, oh, that was when my dad was in the army. Right, right. And I wanted to talk about it. My dad did not want to talk about it. So not only is he seeing this thing that reminds him of like the worst experience of his life, but then we're going and have, have spending two hours to watch, hang out with his dad, who he had this 
massive, like yeah. aggressive, like headbutting. He was only making the connect to check on him. And so that I could have a relationship with my grandfather. Yeah. But I'm guessing they didn't do anything that deep in the show you're watching. No, the show. <laughs> no, but here's, here's, you know, I bag, I bag on that scene, but, and, and I think I've talked before how, uh, I'm not, I, I've, I've never really been a huge Chris Pratt fan. Cause I don't think he's funny. Um, and, you know, there's, I liked him when he was like in parks and rec, I but then when he him. became like an action guy, all of a sudden, here's, I don't know that like, I just, here's the thing though. I can't take him seriously. There's something going on. Like, I, it's like almost, I feel like I'm being bamboozled. Like when he, I hear him talk, like, yeah, but he, he was so he was really, really good in this show because he played was it? it wasn't like I always just picture him as Star Lord, like, oh, I'm dumb and I say things trying to be funny. But like he was like very serious. You could tell that like, you know, he put in the work, he was committed to the role. It's going um, for that Emmy, baby. Well, I mean, he's not gonna <laughs> get an Emmy for it, but uh, you know, I was talking to some friends about it who had just said like you know, like the tactics and stuff that was used in the show were, were pretty sound. I mean, and they had, it was all military dudes that were, that's, that's why I, uh, I give the show props is because most of the crew were, were all vet were veterans. They hired so many veterans to work on the show, uh, yeah. which I give mad props, mad respect for, um, a lot of the, you know, quite a few of the guys on screen were either current or former, uh, special operations guys. Um, so they they knew exactly like they yeah. could call it out like oh that's bullshit we would not do that yeah yeah that's cool and so on some like I appreciate that as uh, you know I I think it's great former to marine see. yeah I think it's great to see yeah. veterans in different you know everyone expects veterans to go in certain fields but to see them you know working in Hollywood on yeah. the biggest show on Amazon right now um, I love you know that. what's funny is it. Is it, I don't know why they didn't do that back in the day, because it's not like they didn't have access to those kind of guys. Because people didn't care about like the realism back yeah. then. That, Where that now it's like if it's the, not real, people like, dude, that's so cheesy. Exactly. Like nobody watches those like Steven Seagal, exactly. Movies where you know, like, or or you watch it for DVD. the for the campiness and not take you don't take it seriously. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, just the, 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 the more realistic that we get into, uh, you know, as you know, we consume our media, like it has to be kind of up to snuff, you know what I mean? Up to par. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that they did a really great job. That's cool. But that wasn't my favorite show on prime. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what was your favorite show? I mean, it had to be the season finale of the boys. Am I right? Oh yeah, it was so good, man. Oh. Boys in general was just a, it was great. It was a great experience. Uh so fucked up. Yep. So fucked up. Soldier Boy. Man. What a character. I really hope they bring him back. I was just saying that. I was so I was so worried that he was gonna die. Um, but I like the fact that they couldn't kill him and that he's in stasis, so like they can just pop him out of cryo whenever they want to. Well, that's like one of those things they played, used to play around with Captain. They don't do it so much anymore, but like probably like 10, 20 years ago, they used to play around with Cap with the, like the concept of him was like his memory. He was almost like Wolverine where his memory was wiped. That's so what they did like, with Winter Soldier. They would put him on cryo after a mission. Yeah. Yeah. So they would kind of do like, they would do that with Cap. So like 
it was, I think it was a way for them to kind of act like, okay, you've had Captain America books for 50 years. Yeah. They're all in continuity, but when we revamp them, it's because he's been in cryo tech, you know, since yeah. for the last 10 years or you know, a few years or something. And he's been wiped. So he doesn't actually remember like they even did it when, um, of all people, when Rob Liefeld worked on it, when he came back, that was like how they started the cap series over, which from a writing standpoint, that was really smart. And he like cap was like working just a normal nine to five. And he had a fake family that yeah. they were all like, you know, shield androids. It got real goofy real fast, but the idea of like, Oh yeah, we just wipe his memory, put him on ice. And then, you know, like thaw him out. If we feel like maybe his, it could deteriorate his brain or something to give him either put, either put him back to work or give him like a fake family. Right, so right. he can, whatever it, it was just, it was an interesting concept. Um, and I like that they incorporated that kind of stuff with soldier. Boy. I thought that was I did cool. too. I thought that was really neat. Um, we finally got to see, I, I, I think that's one of my favorite parts about this season is, you know, just bringing in Soldier Boy uh, and then upping the action, right? So we got two episodes of great action scenes. Um, you know what I really, you know really what I love the most about the finale um, was they, I mean, Homelander, they, this, especially this season, they've really been building up like he's a fucking monster. Yeah. You know, because he is, he is, yeah. you know. But they showed that when he had a shot at having the thing that he desired most, which was just norm normalcy, yeah, having a father, and like he he took a shot to get it, like yeah. he he actually went for it, and he was being. It's probably the only time you actually see the character be truly sincere. He's not manipulating or right, anything right. like that. It was very interesting. Um, yeah, and it led to like I mean, we won't spoil it because I'm sure some people are still watching it. But oh, I'm gonna spoil it. it. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to spoil it. Just, just be, be forewarned. Um, yeah. skip ahead another five minutes, 10 minutes, uh, Let's be honest, 15, yeah, just, okay. just, just skip the fucking skip episode. episode uh, no, I, so the ending, right? Yeah. Do you, do you know what the reference of the ending was from? It was from when, uh, Trump was running for president and he said, I could just shoot oh. somebody on fifth Avenue and yeah, that yeah. happened on Fifth Avenue where he killed that guy, where Homelander killed that guy and everyone cheered for him. Yeah, I uh I yeah, I got that reference because I great. said it to Dr. Wife and she was like, What? I yeah. was like, You don't remember that? And she's like, No. I'm like, yeah, yeah that wasn't a cool thing. Which we looked up and she's like, Oh yeah, he did say that. I forgot. Yeah. It, like <laughs> I loved that. I love that they're bringing in like currency and then like uh the shout out to the boys. Uh, they have the best like social media cam marketing campaign. Like just period. They have uh, they they made a Vought International Twitter who will just like yeah. tweet out like Homelander loves you and here's a statement from Homelander on the current things that are happening. Well, and yeah, and then they had so like on great. YouTube they had like Vought TV. They had the music. They had some music videos. Yeah, they had some fake commercials. They had like these like Sean Hannity or yes. uh, ripoffs. Yeah, you know, which I thought was really good. Where they literally were just parodying things that he had said during you know yeah. like the Trump camp Trump campaign and stuff like that. You know, all of course in like Homelander. Yeah, pro Homelander. Yeah. Oh, it's, it, it was. Sorry, folks. If you're a Trump, if you're a Trump fan, like that's you probably that's don't what the like, show did. You I probably mean, don't like the boys. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. Um, I, I liked how, uh, you know, my the complaints that I had about Huey, 
I feel like yeah. uh, it came back around, and you know, he finally started. Uh, told you making the I right choices. He, he, he yeah, yeah, you did, you did, you yeah, told me. I called. It. Um, I, I liked that a lot. Um, well, Huey is going to be the. I mean, they've. I just don't want I, him to. I, if they do it again, if if next season he does the same shit, because he's done the same shit will. for the last couple of seasons. And yeah, but they've progressed him in a, a diff, in a way where like it was building up to this. I hope he. You know yeah, I mean? That's what I'm saying. I hope he stays on the up and up now. I think they will. Yeah, I think they will. I think um, I'm curious where they're going to go with it, just because they've derailed from the blueprint of the comics so much. So much. Yeah. So, it, which I think actually works. It does better. It does. I think just we've said like, it before. I'm, like yeah. the show, the show I think is a is is better than the comic, and it doesn't take away from well, the comic. But it's just it's different. Yeah. Like it's more. The comic has been out for what I mean, twenty five years. Out, yeah, it came out in yeah, early two thousands. It's just like it's it's just a, it's a different time. Yep. And I think if you made that show back then, that was like like that would like the comic that was just all about like violence and grittiness and like yeah. intensity. It that's just not what's in right now. People want stuff that's more parallel to like what we experience every day, like yeah. socially. Like they want people want social commentary. Yep. And this movie does a very good job of providing that where the the other the the original comic just didn't do that. I mean it's still like the same the characters are still the same and there is like a There's some par there's some parodies, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, they're they're using like the boilerplate for it, but like now that Noir is gone and all that, I'm is curious to see what they're going to do for Homelander. I think Noir will be. I think they're going to bring in a new Noir. Because that well, and that would solve. That's how they could get it back on track closer to the books. Yeah. That's how they kill Homelander in the books, right? Is yep. they had Noir do it. Yep. It was Noir was a clone of. I don't Homelander. think I don't think they'll do that. I don't think they're going that direction at all. Um, I'll be curious. I'm curious of what's going to happen with Ryan. I that really like made me sad. Did, that that made was me really great. sad. Oh really? I it was, was great. No, it was great. The, the way he did that creepy like that yeah. slow smile. I was like, oh shit, that's awesome. Oh like it, yeah, it, it was yeah. great. But it made me like just as you know someone who was rooting for him to like be good. It made me sad. But you knew, oh, you know. Oh, yeah. So he's gonna yeah. go through his own arc, I think, and who knows how many seasons. That's gonna last, I guess. Is you know, what it's I'm interesting is about. it didn't turn out anything like Doctor Wife had predicted that she thought that they were gonna stop Soldier Boy, right? Yeah. But what was gonna end up having is Homelander would, you know, have to end up stop helping the boys to stop him, which kind of happened in the end, right? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, but she thought it was gonna end with Homelander losing his powers. Like, but we 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 kept saying like, I bet the, the power loss is temporary because we're like, Kamiko's going to get her powers back at some point, right? Yeah. And so we were thinking that like, oh, all next season will be Homelander thinking he's like, tr like, uh, like becoming a normal human being, like living like a normal man for the first time, and like being humbled by life and society. So he'd be in like seclusion, trying to like come to grips with it. And then, of course, at the end, it, like his powers would slowly come back. Yeah. That's what we thought was going to happen. That would have been like, interesting, but yeah, they definitely. I mean, it could still. They kind of did it with Maeve. Her powers are gone. Like we could see her all of a sudden. Like it comes back. The only well, I think the only way she'll get him back is if she takes V, because that's what happened to uh, Kimiko. 
Well, right, right. I just you mean know. like Maeve and all those characters are on a different power level. Yeah, so that's I'll what be we curious if she returns. I'm wondering if Maeve is even going to return or if that's her leaving the show for good. Um, I mean, it'd be a good way to write her out, like good way for her to exit the show. Yeah. You know, in yeah. a nice way. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I, I'm surprised. I'm just curious when they're going to start killing off the cast. Because at some point, Butcher kills everybody. Spoiler, everybody, but the, the comic's, comic's been, been out for, for 25 long time. years. Yeah, he kills I mean, everybody. Maybe they won't do that just because it's a different... Oh, oh, they're going to do it. They're going to yeah. do it. He's going to kill everybody at some point. Him and Mother's Milk are going to have a big throwdown like in the comics. You just know it. Yeah. Well, it'll be. I'll be curious to see because in, you know, in the comics... They're all they all have a little bit of compound V in them. Like Mother's Milk has they all have like right. some sort of power. And that's why he kills the boys. And that's the only reason he doesn't kill Huey is because he doesn't have powers. But you see yeah. him, you see him hinting at it. Uh, you saw him hinting at it this season when he had his little fling with Maeve. And he was like, all of you got to go every single yeah. one, you know. Um, so they're they're starting down that path. I, yeah, I just I'm I hope they don't. Some of those shows, like, I almost like that you, again, you end up leaving the show every season wanting more episodes because that means it's good. Yeah. I don't want it to get to a point where I'm like, ah, I guess I'll watch it. Right, where you feel like yeah. you have to. Yeah. yeah, like, I'll be honest, that's where I'm at with Stranger Things. Really? Now. Oh, I man, mean, I, season I, four I haven't was watched phenomenal. The new season, but I'm, I'm just like, the last season was good, yeah. but it, was, it wasn't like I'm like, Oh man, I can't wait to this watch season, this season. It's, this is the best season since season one. Season. It, I see. It, I've heard some people say that. Other yeah. people told me the opposite. Yeah. Um, it's very. I don't know. It's and from everyone I've talked, to, it's been very fifty-fifty. Some people yeah. are like, oh, "I'm glad it's going to be done. It's kind of done." And then other people are like, "Yeah, it's ran its course." And then other folks are like, "It was the best season of all the seasons." I don't think it was the best. I mean, season one was. I think still is. Um, the we best. fresh and new. Well, it, I think it's just one of the best seasons like of television, um, arguably. Oh, wow. I think arguably it's one of the best seasons of television because it was wow. they never made anything like that before. Um, and uh, but I thought season four was season four was good. My yeah, I, I, I'll wait for you to watch it before I before I get into like there's a couple yeah. of things um, that I didn't necessarily agree with, but it didn't like. Um, you mean agree with? Or, well, some of the or you like just didn't care for. Yeah, some things that I ne didn't necessarily care for, or like like some gripes that I have about the show at this point. But none sure. of none of them like took away like it didn't like take away my enjoyment of it. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at with that. Well, there was some other news. All since right, we're kind of doing an old school. What do you got? So, Okay. Do you know who Coyote Peterson is? I don't. Hit me with him. And okay, just because we've already I mean, we're we've done some Bigfoot stuff in the past. So, we have. So on social media, he put out. So Coyote Peterson has a TV show called uh, Oh Something Wild or whatever. He's the guy that gets like bitten by bugs and shit. Oh god, you know that guy. Okay. And uh he has a YouTube channel. He's very popular. I forget what the show's called. Oh, Brave Wilderness is what it's called. It's it's super popular. Kids love it. Um I can't stand the guy. I think he's full I think he's kind of an asshole. Yeah. I'm being honest. Um yeah, he he kind of his methods are very exploitative. Like you can tell he wants to be the crocodile hunter, but 
I don't think he I don't think he even is like a zoologist or anything First like of the all, shit the, he does. The, the crocodile hunter didn't just sting himself, let himself get stung and bitten by animals. He was an animal lover and he was a fucking saint. Yeah, yeah. This guy, I don't know. He um there Steve was one Owen. episode he did where he Could came I up might to Haynes. Steve Owen here. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Uh, he came up to Haynes, Alaska, and he was. There's a guy that's got like a Wolverine breeding program, but he's the Wolverines are like will allow him to interact with them. And he said, like, you know, Wolverines are super dangerous. They're also really intelligent. So, yeah. like, if they don't, they start acting a certain way. You got to get, you know, like you got to get away from them. And so they filmed with the Wolverine, and the Wolverine immediately was like not digging whatever Peterson was. Coyote was acting really str- like he was doing all the things. The guy was like, don't do this. Yeah. And, and then the whole time while they're filming coyote in the cage with the, or in the pen with the Wolverine, the dude's like, Hey, don't do that. Don't do that. Make this noise. And, and he's like, don't approach like that. And coyote was just ignoring, which it's like, he's stressing out this animal. Yeah. Wolverine's getting fucking agitated. And that's what he was trying to do. He was trying to agitate the, and like right away, I was like, Oh, I fucking hate this guy. He's a piece of, he like, yep. That's not cool shit. No. And then there was a weird cut where I think you could say it was like, right. The guy who ran the place, he started yelling. Like his voice went from like, oh yeah, hey, to you need to get out of the pen now. Like, and then there was a cut and all of a sudden they're out of the pen. I was like, ooh, I wonder how that went. And like his demeanor for the rest of the show, like one show was way different. Like you could tell he was not down with the coyote guy like he was like get the fuck up my pro-. you could just tell you could yeah, see he had that yeah like, just like he wasn't smiling anymore he had this glazed over look like i gotta get this fucking asshole out of here and anyways so he's got this huge youtube show he whatever Some, a lot of people a, like i just it. i just re-looked at the post that you sent me or yeah uh, and so he threw this post up and it's like <laughs> these four pictures of him pulling a skull, like the like a gorilla-ish skull. It's a gorilla skull. But he's pulling a skull out of the mud, and he's like, breaking news. I smuggled Here's a leaked pics from my next episode. Yeah. I just spent three days smuggling this through customs, which if it was what he says, he's hinting. He's like, we don't know what it is, but it's a primate skull. So he's not, like, lying yeah, technically. But he did this because it's like, Okay, I mean, and so of course everybody's looking at it. I just found like a primate skull in the mud. Like, get in the fuck out British of here, Columbia, yeah. in Go North fuck America. Yourself. Yeah, and so it's like, okay, if he did actually find the skull, cool. But he wouldn't, but it, he wouldn't just I, be everyone's laying in like, the mud. Thank you. What's up? It wouldn't just be laying in the mud. Well, it was like a creek. It, it, they had to dig it out. Like mm. I watched the thing. It like looked. Like the way they scenarioed it, it looked fairly legit. Like it looked pretty cool, right? Like if there was some runoff and a bunch of bones got washed down. Special effects are great these days. I mean, it was just props anyways. uh, But on the show, he only says there's like a little warning like halfway through the show. So if – where if you didn't – if you didn't watch the whole thing, he's like, well, what if there was a scenario? How come this hasn't happened? He's like, I'm only going to say this once. But how come this hasn't happened? And then they run through this whole scenario like they found the skull and that and it's the whole thing set up so that but the whole social media for the whole week was like we've essentially like basically we found saying, it we found a bigfoot skull yeah we found the yeah. proof that everybody's been looking for yeah and it was just one of those where you're like right away like guys like Dar- like um what's his name darren nash like the uh you know out of the uk who's like a paleontologist and stuff he was like and he, his whole thing he does a whole stuff on cryptids and he was like this guy's full of shit. This is why blah, 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 blah. But it was crazy. Like I had wrote, posted something about it on Twitter 
And I had some people, I had some lady like, Coyote Peterson want to do that. I bet it's real. I bet it's legit. And you're like, okay, sure, sure. Yeah. But yeah, it was just one of those where it's like shameless exploitation or just to drive up your numbers at YouTube. I'm sure it worked. I bet I'm sure it worked that. too, but yeah. that that kind of stuff, I, I hate that kind of stuff, man. I, it's very like Discovery Channel, like um, like when they did the Mermaid show yeah. or they did that stupid uh, Megalodon, Meg Exists or whatever it was for Shark Week. Yeah. And they centered Shark Week around an entire fake documentary and it was just all bullshit, you know, and at no point did they put out an exclaimer saying it wasn't real. And it was all like doctored footage. It was just, I don't. Give me my megalodon. I only want to see a megalodon with Jason Statham. Let's be real. That's right. I just I don't understand. I mean, I know why people do this because views equal money. Yeah. But it's still just like, dude, what is like? You can't sit there and say that you're a person of science, that you're a biologist or a zoologist, and then you pull this kind of shit. Like, fuck you. I mean, he's not. I don't think he's any of those things. I think he's just some like actor guy that you know pretends to be that. Let's bees and stuff sting them. But yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. I don't know. I figured I'd bring that up just because it, it was interesting. Yeah. Um, that is interesting and you know, stupid. It's really stupid. I don't know. I, it, what was sad is how many people got excited. Sure. That, like, you, somebody that's found what you do. something. You're like, you're, you're playing on people's emotions and just like, yeah. Um, you know, you're lying to people, you know, and, and, you know, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to go deep here for a second but what what that does is that you know when I'm not going to say if I'm going to say when evidence of Bigfoot is Sasquatches are finally found it's shit yeah. it's shit like that that's going to set it back yeah it's going to make it where like even if it's unquestionable undeniable people yeah. are going to be like nah it's fucking well people, it's- people already discard science for their personal opinions anyway so yeah, but this kind of stuff it just yeah. it it makes people distrust like that kind of stuff because yeah. people view this guy even though he's just a YouTube asshole, uh, they view him as like you know he's their their crocodile hunter yeah. you know of this generation you yeah. know what I mean like which is insane which is, to me. Yeah, I, yeah, it's right? insane to me. Yeah, but I do have some good news. All right, hit me. So you know. I love how you're holding that Wolverine. I can't put it down. (laughs) It's so stupid. I love it. So who's unquestionably probably the toughest, most badass dude in the history of professional wrestling? Bret Hart. Okay. He's a great wrestler. (laughs) Just kidding. Like Um, out of kayfabe, like on the street, like who's the one wrestler that everybody was terrified of? The King. That's right. King Haku, man. King Haku. Yeah. Tongue and death grip. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh, There's a company called Cella Toys out in the UK. Yes. They're doing the old throwback to like the old like um, early 90s. Uh, I can't remember who made them. Who made it? But the early 90s, like, you know, like pro WWF toys figures. Well, there's a bunch of figures because when the line got canceled that they just didn't do figures of. Right. Right. King like Haku was one of them. And so these companies in that style, same size, everything. So they're intermatchable with the original like yeah. WW toy line from 91. They're doing, they've, they've been doing all these like UK wrestlers and stuff. Yeah. Anyways, doing a King Haku and the pre-orders, pre-orders are, are live. Right. Yeah. 
I think we should post it in the link. I think we notes. should. I think we should too, because I know you're going to pre-order. Have you already pre-ordered it? Not yet. I was. I, I've. I've been looking at it, but I keep forgetting. Okay. I'm going to do it though. All right. I might do it too. I might do it too. I hope. I'll just say this. I hope. I hope the king gets a little throwback. Well, here's a, here's a cool thing from, from it, it. As I was reading on the pre-order, is that they had the reason? Because I I messaged him a while back, like, dude, you guys just come out with this like six months ago. What's is everything all right? Are you guys still doing it? Yeah. Of course they didn't write me back. Why would they? But they posted a whole thing on it, and they uh, were working with Haku himself because they had him like. I forget what the position was. He had like fists or something. He was going to do like some kind of like spring loaded, like yeah. clothesline. They changed it because uh, they want, he wanted to have him. So he has the tongue and death grip pose. So they worked with the him. That's they worked with awesome. Him. So, yeah. So he's like involved. Like he gets say on his character and like, then they had it on the wrong hand. They originally put the tongue and death grip on his left. He does it with his right hand apparently. Yeah. So then they like had to change the mold so that it was a That's right great. hand. It's just cool. It's cool that, that they're really doing cool. this, especially for a guy like that. You know, like that's awesome. Yeah, you know, I like that. I that that makes me happy because you know, uh, good old old Vince McMahon would not give a shit. <laughs> I no, think that's been I pretty think proven. There was like I think they did a limited run of I think there's like some Haku figure. But they're I like I was looking so I was gonna get one for the studio like oh that would be cool right yeah and um they're they're really expensive and I was like I'm not dropping a hundred bucks on a fucking WWF figure like no. I'm not I don't need it that bad but uh, yeah Cello Toys uh, if you want to see the, yeah I, I recommend people go there if you're a wrestling fan especially old school wrestling uh, they've got a bunch of like cool figures that. Um, you'll recognize from like early nineties and eighties that, you know, were like maybe like mid card guys or something like that. Or like they were at a WrestleMania, like they did some of the Japanese wrestlers that were in WrestleMania. Yeah. 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 Like, um, oh, I can't remember the name. Yeah. Just go to the site. They got all types of cool shit, but yeah, that was my big, uh, figure thing. That's my, going to be my big, um, I like it. That's awesome. Get it. My figure hunt. Yeah. You got any, uh, any, since we're already in the pop culture wastelands uh any figs you've been eyeing there was one i sent you a while back which one was that uh boba fett oh yeah yeah that all that all black hot toys boba fett that thing is pretty i might get that i might what do those run that's like 500 bucks Uh, i think uh, no around three 253 jesus christ I'll yeah. stick with my little indie pro wrestler <laughs> thing for twenty bucks. <laughs> well, twenty, yeah. I mean, this thing is pretty cool, so I'm looking at it right now. I like it. I mean, it's it's like vintage, but I like the like old. It's cool. Uh, yeah, I like that type of stuff. It's cool. I like I like both. I prefer yeah. the the more detailed, but I I appreciate. I have an appreciation for the those old school stuff, you know, that we grew up on. So, yeah, I'm all about, you know, for me, it's all nostalgia, yeah. less fan, more nostalgia. So yeah. it's like, you know, when we were at SummerCon, like the only thing I was looking for was like that stupid Wolverine toy that found it in 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you did. You sniffed that out fast, <laughs> fast. We even got one for Max. We did. Yeah, we did. Um, well, cool. Well, what do you say we uh, we 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 dig into those uh, dig into those books? Let's do it. Can I take a, can I rock a piss first? Wow. Yes. Yeah. 
Sweet. Thank you. Check one, two. Hello. And we're back. Look at us. Look at us. That's right. We're here in the Tiger Den, getting ready to talk about some comics finally after a bunch an of hour bullshit. and 15 minutes of bullshit. That's right. That is. I mean, it's right. all storytelling, right? It is. It is. We're allowed to be fans, nerd out on stuff. Yeah, you know what? God damn it, we are. We are. Yeah, okay. All right. So wait on me. What what have you been reading? All right, so uh, two things actually. Um, so first, uh, with Love and Thunder being out, uh, I wanted to uh, read about the God Butcher. Um, oh. So on Comicsology Unlimited, they have the complete uh, Thor by Jason Aaron. So uh, I hate when they call it the Jason Thor by Jason Aaron uh, because he wrote Why? it. He, because he wrote it he didn't draw it um yeah that's true i mean there was a lot of artists i think it was what you had garney you had oliver uh copel yeah with the god butcher was uh isad rebic or rybic i'm not sure how to pronounce oh he's good too oh yeah he's, he's really, really good um but i mean it was great man it was uh i think one of the things did you read that whole thing? Because it's like the I read book, the entire God Butcher arc. Yeah, I read oh, it. Okay, I read I it. You said you read the whole Jason Aaron. No, I arc, read. I, I read like, the dude. first. Uh, the first kind of omnibus for the first four hundred pages. I read. Uh, took me about three seen, weeks. Um, yeah, because those that graph that you can buy the actual physical. Yeah. Collection. Yeah. It's like a hundred bucks. Yeah, but I it's can also read it for free on Comicsology. So that's yeah. Um. So I'm going to do that. But uh, it was great, man. I think one of the things that I liked about it was uh, it wasn't just uh, so it was three different Thors. So you had Thor of from like the early from like the eighth century, who was like mm -hmm. just he was just a Viking hanging out in Earth. And then you had present day Thor and then you had Thor thousands of years in the future after the Earth was dead. King Thor. And it was, and so it was like the God Butcher, uh, um, in all three timelines, and then those timelines converged. It was great. So, how did that work? Is it was there like some Doctor Strange type stuff? So, some well, Thor's always continuity. I mean, yeah, he always deals in magic, and um, you know, it starts. You know, they recount his first meeting with Gore, which was in that eighth century. Um, you know, on on an adventure, and he thought that he killed him then, and then present day he finds out he's still alive, and then oh. King Thor of Asgard, where he's the only god left, um, after they had all been killed, because Gore okay. Gore told him he was saving him for last. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, so it was it was I just I like the the weaving of the three different timelines. That was uh, that was really fun, and then. Uh, for the God Butcher arc was uh, was uh, Isad Rybik. I, I hope I'm saying that name right. I'm probably not, I think, but I think that's. He's, I mean, I think it's close. He's amazing. He's uh, just yeah. really, really great, really great artist. And it looks. 
I, I don't know if he's uh, digital or if he's. Can you flash me? I'll be. I can tell you in just a second. Yeah. Here, hold on. Let me find. Uh, let me find a good splash for you here. Uh, I just had one. So here's. Might be kind of hard to see with the glare, but here's a picture of yeah. King Thor. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, he's probably digital. It looks like it yeah. probably is. But maybe it's a combination. Probably, probably a combination. Yeah. But it's really great, man. Uh, his art is really good. Um, some of it, like once you get past the God Butcher arc, it gets a little ridiculous. Just as far as uh, like, it always looks great. Like you know, Ron Garney's on art, and they've got a bunch of great artists working on it. But there, yeah. get, there gets to a point where like Thor's going up against the Roxxon Corporation, and they like well, cite him with told a, me... they cite him with a lawsuit, and oh, they're God. like. Thor, we're gonna sue you into oblivion, and 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 he like takes it super seriously, and then like Shield is trying to stop him because they're like Thor, you don't know they have great lawyers, and I was just like, okay, okay. Why would he care? Exactly. He just leave? He's when he just dip out. Okay. Um, someone had told me with the movie coming out because there's that a collection. It's like. Uh, when they revamp, you know, like Jason Aaron, the first volume, it was just like. Thor God of Thunder. Then there was um Yeah. Thor God Bomb. And then uh and then this one. It's like three those are the first like three volumes of yeah. the Jason Aaron. So I just and those were, you know, what we kind of some of that stuff we saw in the movie. I just got to I just started recently the Mighty Thor with uh, Jane Foster. Um I okay. just started that part of it, um, which has been good so far. Um okay. I've enjoyed it. And then uh the other thing I've been reading is uh, again I want to I want to uh, shout out to Turtle Soup for getting me to give this book a second chance. Okay. And it's paid off um, because. Wait, is it? Let me guess. It's the Simon Beasley one. Oh, body count? No. It's body count. It's not body count. It's uh, the mm. the image the turtles image run volume three of the turtles. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who wrote that? Is that Eastman? No. So this was Gary Carl- Gary Carlson and art by Frank Fosco. And wasn't then, that right after Mir- Mirage closed? They were still Something open, like but they uh, let Im- but Image did their own run on Turtles uh, for a while. Um, yeah, but Image doesn't have like a staff to do that, so they must have like just brought another team to do a sec, sec yeah. like a separate yeah. And they printed it through image, and that's interesting. Yeah, so it's a so it was an image book. Um, it started in like '96, I believe. Um, but uh, I wonder why they didn't just use image or Mirage as the publisher. I, I wonder don't know. why it went through image. That's strange. There's a story behind it, and uh, Turtle Soup gives context about it. But I don't honestly, I don't remember. Um, but huh. I had read the first, or I had like glanced through the first issue, and I was oh. like, eh. Not really like it's okay, but then like after listening to them, uh, you know, really talk about the issues, uh, I gave it another chance and I am like really, really enjoying it. It's uh, so different and, uh, you know, from, from what we see before, I mean, the first issue is, you know, Donatello gets shot up by a cyborg and uh, uh, basically killed and uh, hey, what? Wow, they killed 
they killed he, Donnie again. Like again? How many times is that guy gonna die? Well, they technically <laughs> they killed him first. <laughs> because I know this was ninety six. But then you know he gets he gets brought back. They he comes back as a cyborg, and there's a whole thing okay. about it. But uh, the story the story so far has been uh, really really interesting and uh i'm a, I'm a big fan of uh frank fosco's art i think it looks really great um okay it really reminds me of uh it gives me those mirage vibes and and uh honestly gives me some of it gives me a little idw vibes um it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun cool. just to just to see like just to see that different take on the on the turtles yeah um, that's awesome man yeah um I've been want. I've been tempted to get my hands on body count. Do honestly. it. It's fun. It's fun. It's like, it's. There's definitely like you know you you you. At first you look at it as like this over the top crazy thing, but really yeah. it's like social commentary on like American gun culture. To <laughs> you know, yeah, it's just one of those books that I it's I always come across it like discount bins sure. i've even had people offer it to me and i'm like nah nah I, I, i'm good i don't i don't need it and i flip through it and I, like i see some cool stuff because it's you know simon beasley yeah um but i'm like ah i don't know uh maybe you know and now i'm like especially i don't know, maybe it's because when we met him yeah. and talked with him i was like yeah. i kind of want to read it now i, I just haven't read a ton well. of his books beasley does a thor arc he does a thor an issue of thor in this what? in jason aaron's thor yeah he did. He did. How is it crazy? That's pretty cool. All right, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. But that's uh, that's really it on what I have uh, I have been reading and uh, okay, yeah, I'm I'm excited about this uh, this turtles run. It's IDW. So Image put it out in the '90s, and then IDW uh, re-released it, and they called it uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Urban Legends. They released oh, it a couple cool. years ago. Um, as individual issues or just yep. a GM? Well, yeah, they it, they did it as individual issues because mm. I don't think the story ever got finished. And so oh. they re-released it starting from one, and then they finished the story. So they oh, brought wow. back the original same, creator. Did they have the same team yep. and everything? Yep, same team. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. All right. Well, I want to do a blast from the past myself. Okay. So... Um, is this is this I, uh, is this the gripe? Are we ready for it? This is the gripe. Okay, this is the gripe. Hit me. Not about the book. The book's beautiful, but I got ripped off by the person I bought it from. Uh. So this just showed up today. Uh, I wanted. I was looking to see like if there was any kind of. I like Space Ghost Coast to Coast, right? It's oh, one of yeah. my favorite TV show interview formats ever, and I'm just always bummed that they don't ever do anything with Coast to Coast, like now. Like it'd sure. be great. Oh, it would be amazing. Yeah, get like Mark Russell writing. I think I've probably said this before. Get Mark Russell on a space goes coast to coast, but like now. Yes. You know, whatever. You build the oh, scenario, be amazing. set the stage. You could do something great. And, and, and also like Mark Russell would crush it. Yeah. And it's also a show like Coast to Coast, even though it was super goofy, they had a lot of quips and jokes, and they would get big name guests yeah. on there. I don't know how they got them, yeah. and they would roast them, and sometimes social commentary would come out for sure. It was basically the whole show was like a rip on the late night, you know, interview format, and I think that was how these guys, these actors, thought they were going to get interviewed. Anyways, whatever. They, you know, it, it was a great show when it, and it really kind of was like the staple of, it got adult swim 
pretty much off the ground floor. Totally. So I was like, okay, I love Space Ghost. I love Alex Toth. I wonder if there's any comics for Space Ghost Coast to Coast, which I found out there's a whole line of them, but they're very expensive to get a hold of. And there was no collection, right? It was yeah. like when Cartoon Network was doing books with I'm surprised DC. there's no collection. No, th- yeah, I couldn't find anyone. Um, and the issues are very random. Like it was, I couldn't find all of them in succession. It was just like a number three, a number four. Yeah. Then there was a number one, but it was only released in Warner, like in the, like, what is it? Warner brothers studio, or yeah. whoever cartoon, Net- cartoon network executives yep. or something Warner like brothers. that. Yeah. So there's only a few hundred of them even printed up. Wow. Right. Which is, yeah, weird. Anyways, then I found there was a company called Comico that was like back from the eighties. People probably, they, they had a lot of that, like Hanna-Barbera properties like Johnny quest. Anyways, they had great looking books and sometimes they would allow their creators to, uh, like paint the backgrounds and stuff. And so anyways, like I found out like, okay, 87, they did a space ghost comic, just like kind of based off the old, you know, cartoon. And Steve rude did all of the art. Like he, he drew it. Um, and then they got like, uh, Ken, uh, Stacey, I think his name is, he like, uh, did all the paintings for the backgrounds and stuff. And, uh, yeah. So I was like, okay, uh, Steve Rude's drawing it. It's probably gonna look great. Um, it looks like almost like a better version of the cartoon. And so like the pen, and it was 87, but the panels are all painted and stuff. Like it's, oh, awesome. you know, yeah. I mean, it looks like the cartoon, but like better, like wow, higher quality. Like it looks really cool. Really like really nice, right? Like those are nice looking. So anyway, so I got the the book and I started reading it. I thought it was great. And then like I always do with every book because time and today's work day. Um, I skimmed through and just look at all the art, right? Like real quick. I got to the last fucking page where they've got this great like redo of the end credits from the cartoon. Oh, nice. It's just this panel that says like end and it's like Space Ghost standing there with his arms crossed, you know, yeah. looking cool. What's missing in that panel, Brian? Space ghost, they cut his face off. Somebody went in with scissors. What the and hell? On the very last panel of the entire book, and they cut out a little square of his face. Now, I want to be mad at the guy who sold this to me. But it was yeah. from a comic shop that was like just selling it like it's a used book. It's a little, you know, had a little had a little wear on the cover, but they're like, other than that, it looks great on the inside. And they're right. Every page looks pristine on the inside. And you know me, I'm just I yeah. don't care if the cover's beat up. I'm yeah. here to read it and look at the art. But I was so – it just – I don't know what it was. It pissed me off that somebody cut out – and, and it's just like, like how like much a half did you an pay inch for by it? half an inch. But it's enough to just – it makes me want to go buy another. <laughs> yeah. How much did you pay for it? You really want to know? 50? 20 bucks because it's like – it's a Comico number one and I think it's the only one they even put out. And it's like – it's more than just 22 pages. Uh, it's like 50 pages. And then it's got a bunch of stuff about the cartoon. Like there's interviews with like the voice actors and stuff like that. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is going to be fucking awesome. Like this is, this is going to be, a, and it is, it's an awesome book. Like it's weird that this came out in 87. And, and anyways, I bet everyone you, else, you know what, for like 50, 50 when I'm at Rose bucks. city, when I'm at Emerald city and Rose city, I'm going to find you. One. Find me one. Okay. Comico number one space ghost. You got it. Okay. But yeah, it's, um, dude, the, like if you can get your hands on it, like 
Uh, check out like any like there was actually it was one of Adam Kubert's first publications. Really? I actually talked to him about this when I was at the school because um, they had one of the pages. It was he did an issue of Johnny Quest, and he off he opted to paint the backgrounds himself and did it on cells. So he inked he oh, cool. he painted all and then inked it all on cells like animation cells. So it, like yeah. draped over right, and um, it's some of the best like. It's one of the, my favorite things he's ever done. Like it was one, you know, he did it. It was probably like 86, 87, yeah, yeah. 88. And, um, but I was looking at it one day and he saw me in the hall and I was like, dude, what, how did you do that? And he explained to the whole process. He's like, and he was looking at, he's like, oh yeah, like, man, I forgot I could paint. Like I can, <laughs> wow, that turned out good. I'm like, yeah, man, it looked awesome. That's I, it really was just cool. crazy because you didn't see that a lot back in the day. You know what I mean? It was very like flat colors, um, you know, like zip tone and Doc Martin dyes were like, you know, this looks like it had like airbrush for some of the space yeah. effects and stuff. Like it was really freaking cool. Um, it really felt like you were watching like an old 60s animation where it was hand painted backgrounds. Yeah. And then you had like flat colored cells. You know what I mean? Do they um, now? So I got a I got a Cubert related question. Okay, um, I don't know if I can answer it, but I will do my best. Well, it's a Cubert school related question. Oh, bring it. Um, do they have like a like a museum esque type of section where like people can come in and like look at? Like um, art I mean, or when like I that? was there, I know they just moved to a new building recently and have new owners, but no, they're in the same building. They're in the same building. They've remodeled it a oh, lot. Oh, that's and what it, looks it was. Yeah, really nice. Um, I it was it, the thing was is when you were walking around, especially that first floor when you first came in the building, it yeah. was like a museum because there was a ton of Joe's original artwork, and they're like Bissett's got a bunch of original work. Yeah. Uh, like you go into the office, there's a giant double page spread of when Mar of was it Har, was it Marv no it was Hardigan's in prison that Frank Miller had given Joe yeah from Sin City wow it's like the double page spread and then these aren't like eleven by seventeen pages either this right, is like right. the twenty four by whatever pages because people work even bigger back in the day right and so uh, so it's like that he's got that double page spread it's like you know you know what I'm talking about when he's in the prison and it's all black and white yeah, super yeah. high contrast. That double page spread was sitting at the time in the office. I don't know who has it now. Sure. Um, there was a private commission that at, or that Adam Kubert did for Mike Tyson when he was working on the Uncanny X Men, and so it was Mike Tyson like this, and then he's got in the middle like with his arms crossed, yeah, and jacked because it's like when he was the heavyweight champion of the world, and then all he of still is like in my the heart. classic, <laughs> all of the classic X like '90s X Men oh, cool. all around. And like that was, um, I think it was a cop, a print of it, Sure, but it was huge. I mean, it was massive. Um, it was a massive drawing. I just um, think something like that would be cool to like go and, you know, you know, go and see. Yeah. I know, they, I know um, that San Diego had a comic art museum. I don't think it's still open cause I know East cause Eastman was involved with that for a while, but I don't, I don't know if it's still open. Well, remember, um, we, this was like a year ago. Remember we had, there was that news thing, um, that, uh, where Adam Kubert was working with some, 
society, like historical society, and they were building a Joe Kubert museum in like upstate New York or something like that. I can't, I think oh, it was in like right. Rochester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were doing some kind of like Joe Kubert. This Rochester, Buffalo, I can't remember. It was someplace up north, maybe it's Niagara, but it was someplace in New York. And um, it was like a fairly decent sized building. Um, I can't remember, but so I would imagine all that stuff's going to be in there at yeah. some point. I would hope, but like, yeah, man. Um, and then like the page that I was talking about, the Johnny quest page, that was, I never got to go in the room, but apparently when you would interview, I mean, I went in there, but like I, I interviewed over the phone. Right. Yeah. But like a lot of people went to the school and visited and did their interview process over the summer there. And they had this like room that was kind of set up. It was kind of funny. It's not like there anymore, but it used to be set up almost like you know, when you go into your grandma's hosting room, yeah. like living room, yeah, like yeah, this yeah. is like when the Pope comes to visit, Yeah, this is where we will sit and have tea, you know, or if the presidential candidate stops by, this is where they were. This is where I will talk to them Right in this nice room that no kids or people are allowed to sit in ever. They had one of those rooms, like a kind of a, a hosting room where you did your interview and that room was just filled with all this old work that had been donated to the school from like, classic artists, you know, like Hall of Fame comic artists who have been a lot forgotten. I think there was even like a Milton Kniff and um, yeah. And then they had some paintings and Joe's office was the craziest because there was like all of his work. Sure. Sure. All kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. But yeah, that's what they had. All right. Um, Did you read anything else? I did. I have two books. Okay. They're a series. So, uh, you know how I was complaining about the Kickstarters? Yes. Today, well, one of my Kickstarters came. Which one? So, uh, Tuki by Jeff Smith. Oh yeah, you've been so pumped about that one. I've been so fired up. So Jeff Smith is famous for Bone, right? Yes. Which is probably like one of the top ten comics of all time, right? Like it's just, oh yeah, especially for like kids. It's like if you have kids, you should probably buy him Bone, yeah, because it's amazing. Um, anyways, I would also recommend buying Tukey because it's a quick read and it's an all ages thing, but it takes place about 1.8 million years ago in the savannas of Africa. And the thing is, is like people think that there was just us and then like we eventually figured stuff out and got better. Like, right. But 1.8 million years ago, there was like eight to 10 different species of hominids, meaning, or peoples. Yeah. At, that were walking around. Right. The savannas. And, and that, that's, and that's the thing is like, people don't quite realize is like, there was, I know, I know we're made in God's image. Well, guess what? So we're a bunch of other people. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> hate to break it to you. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, the earth is and, only 10,000 years old, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, well, all right. Dinosaurs are a conspiracy. And click. That's why we are the... (laughs) Intellectual dark dark web. The intellectual dark web of the comic book podcast. Max would dig it, man. It's cool. Okay. I'll have to to get it. Yeah, it's one of those, like... I mean, my father-in-law read it, and he was like, eh. Sure. I was like, well, it's... He likes more, you know, like adult-type stuff. Like more, like, he wants... Like aggressive fight him superhero stuff. Yeah. Like he would probably dig like the Jason Aaron collection. Yeah, it's great. 
It's pretty. Yeah. It's, it's been good so far. I've been enjoying it, but. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, Tukey Man, um, I can't say enough good things. I think at one point it was being put out in single issues, like full color. Oh, um, wow. I don't but I dig in the I'm digging this collection. It's uh it's really good. It's like I mean it's a big the books are big. Wow. And I bought I bought both books. I show, me, show me the inside. Show me the inside real quick. Let me let me get it. Yeah. A... I mean it's just black and white, you know? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but it's nice. It's like yeah. uh, it's well done. Very cool. Okay, I'm I'm in. I'm sold. Yeah. I'm yeah. sold. It was, you know, it was just it was a good story and I liked it's one of those few times where you it would behoove you to read all the bonus material. Like he's got like some stuff in the back about like his visit to Africa, you know? Um like you know, was it the was it the was it the cradle of civilization? Is, it, is that what they call it? What's the part of, where it's like the forget? Uh, I don't know. Where like humans were supposed to have come from, like the first people. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cradle of life. I, I think it's so. Like I think he went and visited that. Anyways, he's got like a bunch of you know, like his kind of like research uh, adventures that him and his um, wife did in preparation for the book. Um, and he just had some really nice write-ups about breaking down, like, you know, like I would used to get confused with all the different, but he breaks down all really nice, all the hominids that existed at that time in that area together. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It, it gives you a nice feel. And I, th we typically, I think as people forget that there were other peoples that existed in the world, and by peoples, I mean hominids that were like – they looked fairly similar, but they were different and existed at – like some had fire, some did not. Right, right. Some, so meaning like some still ate raw meat and others were operating on the same level as like I guess our ancestors is like cooking food and yeah, yeah. making tools. You know, like very interesting. Um, and he was just able to do it in this fun kind of cartoony uh, – you know, story, you nice. know, this weird and has a good message, right? Like don't judge people just because they're different. Yeah. Accept That's the overall message. It's just being accepting of those who are different because yeah. the family isn't just blood. Right. It's, it's more, it's more of like those who are there for each other. Um, like that's how you make a family. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it, it was really well done. It was really well done. Cool. Yeah, and that's what I read. It wasn't like anything super crazy. Yeah. I'll have some kind of denser stuff, I think, for next week. All but, right. uh, yeah, man, that's pretty much it. And then, I don't know, fucking Space Ghost. Space Ghost. So you're going to try and find me a new one? I, I'm going to see what I can do, yeah. All right. You got to get it down, though. There's no way I'm going to go on the hunt. Like 10 bucks. I'm going to go on the hunt. Did I lose you again? Oh, he's back. He's back. Yeah, technical. Folks, you missed part of it, but my power shut off for about 10 seconds and then came back on, and it was a whole ordeal. It was uh, it was pretty wild. It was a mess. Yeah. It was a mess. Yeah. Luckily the, luckily, the episode saved. I don't know how or why it did, but it did, and I'm happy. Um, but uh, with that being the case, uh, you got anything else, or should I take us home? Take us. I think it's time to take us home. I, next week, I'm gonna. Tr 
Uh, we're gonna try and have a guest, folks. Yes. I'm gonna see what we can we who we can get. We're supposed to have a guest for today, but um I don't know what happened. They kind of uh disappeared on me as we got closer to It happens. Go, I, it's also con season, man. It's con you season. Know? Yeah, San Diego's next weekend. Uh everyone's freaking out. Get freaking out, gearing up for that. Um Yeah. It's wild. Which is funny, like it's one of those like, oh no, there's gonna be announcements. It doesn't change really anything. Yeah. Yeah. You uh at the production end of thing. <laughs> right, right. But yeah. Uh yeah. Uh I I'd say take us home, dude. I think that's it. I'm all tuckered out. All right. Well, uh you know where you're not tuckered out at, and that's at bluetigerrevenge.substack.com. That's the home that's of right. Blue Tiger Revenge. That's the home of Operation Blue, which Listen, folks, if you're itching for that new page, I've seen some previews for it. It uh, looks great. Can't I know I should have it done. Uh, I'm not saying that wasn't what I was saying. I was, I wish I worked all weekend on it. Let's just say it looks great. It's a, it's a lot on this page. And it looks great. Uh, you guys are going to love it. Um, so but there's only one place you can get it right now. And that's Blue Tiger. That's by subscribing to Blue Tiger Revenge. Right. It's free. Uh, it comes directly to your email. Uh, you don't even have to work hard. You just check your phone and say, oh, here's a new episode of Blue Tiger Revenge. Oh, here's a new page of or Operation Blue. Or download the Substack app. Or download the Substack app. Yeah, there's a million ways that you can do it. Um, that's just easy and free for you. It's right free. there. Uh, free, 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 free. It's free. <laughs> Did we mention it's free? And, you know, if you listen on, you know, any of those other apps, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe, we'd really appreciate that. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, Blue Tiger Revenge at Substack.com. Um, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, that is all that I have, Tad. Do you have anything else? Yeah, I have one thing. Okay. If you're going, if you're a Blue Tiger Revenge podcaster, fan, Cub, whatever you're part of the revenge. You're just part of the revenge crew. If you're a crew member of the revenge, then I'm gonna. I have a. I, I want you to do some on the ground reporting for us from San Diego. Yes. Find us something cool. Hit us up. Hit us Come up. Come on. We would love that. That would be awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. Follow us on social media. Uh, Twitter at Blue Tiger Pod. Uh, that's probably where I'm the most active with it. We also have a Facebook page, Blue Tiger Revenge. Uh, I'm terrible at posting on it, but uh, I probably use... I, need, I need to just buckle down and set a schedule and just post every day for us. Me too, but I'm, I'm terrible at social media, man. Uh, I can do it. I just don't like social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm with you. Um, but uh, OK, well, uh, now is that all you have? I'm all out of tiger milk. All right. Fresh out. Well, what time is it? Hit the music, Big Brian. Oh, yeah.